This episode is brought to you by Jinx, the superfood-powered dog kibble everyone's been talking about. See the results for yourself and try their one-month transformation. Within the first few weeks, you'll see how Jinx can help with your dog's energy, mood, and even digestion. And it's all thanks to the high-quality ingredients they use, like organic chicken, Atlantic salmon, and grass-fed beef. Try the one-month transformation today. Find Jinx in your local Walmart. Hey, Teen Creeps listeners. This week, we present a special Patreon preview of our Outside Genre episodes. Outside Genre episodes are available to $8 and up patrons. You get to submit into a raffle. The winner of each month's raffle gets to choose the book that we cover for the Outside Genre episodes. And it is what it sounds like. It's a book in a genre in which we do not normally cover. And this book is definitely outside of the genre we normally cover, It is a cozy murder mystery written by a cat. That's right. It is Wish You Were Here by Rita Mae Brown and Sneaky Pie Brown. Okay, weirdly, it also is maybe our new favorite book series. So something has happened to us. We're now really into cozy mysteries written by cats. Take a listen. Hope you enjoy it. If you do, patreon.com slash teencreeps. Thanks and enjoy. This month on the Outside Genre episode, Wish You Were Here by Rita Mae Brown and Sneaky Pie Brown. Hello, welcome to another Teen Creeps Outside Genre episode. I'm one of your hosts, Lindsay Katai. I'm another one of your hosts, Kelly Nugent. And today we are reading Wish You Were Here, a Mrs. Brown... Nope, sorry. I look, you can't look at a word and then say a different no, word. No, you can't. Impossible. You cannot. We all know this. A Mrs. Murphy mystery written mm-hmm. by Rita Mae Brown, but not really. It's by her cat, Sneaky Pie Brown. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And there actually is a tagline on this cover that I'm looking at. It takes a cat to write the perfect mystery. That's really perfect. Wow. I didn't mean to say that again, but that's so... <laughs> It's spot on because it brings us to the conceit of the store of these books mm-hmm. which is that these books are written by a cat named sneaky pie brown what's well, written by mrs murphy right who, oh, yes, no, no, no. nom de plume is sneaky pie brown yes yes i believe yes um about Harry and Tucker and all of that. I a uh, huge thanks to Ingrid P this month's winner for suggesting this book. Honestly, it was what we needed right now. Mhm. You know what? I kind of loved it. Listen, there were parts where I was like I- I'm going to tell you my favorite parts. Okay. My favorite parts were the animal detectives. I, I love I They was- were all very sassy and like humans yes nobody was like cutesy pie no this was a cozy mystery where i wasn't like barfing yes (laughs) honestly like i i i was like am i going to hate all these animal characters the second we see them they are and and i think i was like oh yay when many people were like Mm -hmm. um inappropriate 
How dare you? Yeah, as soon as I, as soon as the animals were swearing, which is immediately. Yes, like their first words. Oh, okay. I'm on board. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Whereas several reviews, I'll just read Mm. the first one on Mm. uh, Amazon.com. Dot com. One star (laughs) from JK Brown. (laughs) The title, um, and this was written March 1st, 2019, lest you think this was like an old review. Mm-hmm. And the title of the review is Animals Cursing? Question mark. Couldn't even get past the first page or two. I don't appreciate foul language, and to have animal characters using it is even worse. <laughs> even worse. Even worse. Also, I want to say shout Not out. Not a this cozy. Is- I thought no. this was supposed to be a cozy, but language says otherwise. If you oh are sensitive to this, please be aware. I was so looking forward to reading a cute kitty mystery and was familiar with this name, but will search elsewhere. Frowny face. Here's the thing. I think <laughs> this kitty cozy is exactly the kind of kitty cozy that you and I are going to love. Yeah, this is our speed kitty cozy. Also, it was like violent. Like I was like. <laughs> like shocked at the fucked up shit that was happening to these bodies it was kind of crazy (laughs) (laughs) it was like more gory than a lot of like point horror (laughs) does not meet my expectations of a cozy mystery the f-bomb and sacrilege (laughs) are a deal breaker for me if i wanted opinions on religion politics and feminism i would watch tv or read nonfiction. oh yeah because i am going to tell you something that this author is a lgbtq um and she also is a feminist and so these books i mean politics are progressive they're progressive this is about like she talks about Humans ruining the environment. Like, yes. she uses the animals to critique human society. And yeah. I was loving it. Yeah. I honestly might be hooked on this series. There were parts of it that I was not as interested in. It was, like, a little bit clunky. And it was just because um, there's a lot of characters to keep track of. Because this is the first book in the series. So we don't know all the characters of Crozet, Virginia yet. Mm-hmm. Um so we're like meeting everybody. And so at first I was like, okay, who is this? And who is this? But anytime we were with T. Tucker, who is a corgi. And who and I couldn't get over the fact that it was a female dog. I loved that it was both <laughs> a girl dog and a girl cat. Uh-huh. I, I was like honestly refreshing because like if I have to read another girls are cats and boys are dogs situation, I was going to barf. So thank yeah, and God. And my cracked brain. Yeah. Couldn't get over it. I was like, but it's in a dog. <laughs> bo- boys are dogs and dogs are boys. Yeah. Also, I think it was just the name T. Tucker mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is like so golfy. And I just think of golf as a male sport, even though only women are playing golf in this book. I think yes. I loved this book. <laughs> I loved this book. I loved that there's a character named Boom Boom. Boom Boom, no space. Yeah. Boom Boom. <laughs> Capital B-O-O-M, capital B-O-O-M, one word. And she's the, like, hot wife in town who turns out was having an affair with the main character, Harry's ex-husband, like, separated now husband. Mm-hmm. And I also loved- But she had the- depth. Yes, and that he had depth. He wasn't yes. just, like, evil. He was just, like, kind of delusional. Emotionally stunted. Yes. 
Yes. And I loved, too, the, her best friend and her husband. Like, their relationship was so good. Susan and Ned. Like, they, like, basically, Harry, who her uh, her full name is uh, Harry, I'm sorry, Mary Minor Harristine. So she goes by Harry. Um, Even though that's her married name, funny enough. Yes. Um, but she's been married since she was 23. So she got married way too young. And she like looks at she's like she looks at her own relationship, which was like, OK, like we got married when we were super young and we kind of like, you know, sex and all of that like isn't enough when like n- neither of you are really willing to change when. And then she looks at like Ned and Susan, who like Susan uh was like, I cannot do housework. So like we need to make adjustments to like hire somebody to do that for us. So I'll start working. Um and like you will we'll just scrimp where we can so that way we can have the things that we want. And she like looks at that and she uh, Harry looks at that and is like, man, you know, like that's what love is, not what I had with with fair. Mm-hmm. Which was great. The names in this are so funny. So funny. Oh, Reed should I? Brown was like glamorous in the eighties. Who? Rita Mae Brown. Oh, yeah, yeah, and like a uh, wrote prolific, prolifically. Oh yeah, like, I've seen these books forever. And I mean, there's like a million other books, like not only the Sneaky Pie Brown series, but uh, Jungle Fruit. Um, or I'm sorry, Ruby Fruit Jungle. Um, and then uh, also an Emmy nominated screenwriter. Wow. She was born illegitimate in Hanover, Pennsylvania. She was raised by her biological mother's female I cousin and the totally cousin's husband. She was Southern. Huh? I was totally believing that she was Southern. Yeah. Pennsylvania. Yeah. yeah. Then she went to University of Florida at Gainesville on a scholarship. Um, oh, my God. The administrators of the racially segregated university expelled her for participating in the civil rights movement. So then wow. she... Uh, enrolled at a community college to then hopefully transfer. Um, She lived in New York City between fall 1964 and 69, sometimes homeless while attending NYU, where she received a degree in classics and English. She's a good writer. Yeah, I enjoyed her writing. And then she got a degree uh, in cinematography from the New York School of Visual Arts. Um, And then a PhD in literature from Union Institute and University in 1976, and has a doctorate in political science. Jesus Christ, lady. Dang. So then in 73, she starts living in the Hollywood Hills. Uh, and then in 77, she bought a farm in Charlottesville, Virginia, where she still lives. What she a wrote, cool lady. Okay. She wrote the screenplay Sleepless Nights, which was then retitled The Slumber Party Massacre and oh. given limited release theatrically. Um, she, let me see here. Um, she, oh, she was in this organization in the 70s, National Organization for Women. Um, but then the uh, Betty Friedan, who I guess was like one of the main people. Uh, mm-hmm. She wrote made, Feminist Mystique, Feminine Mystique? I forget. Well, so she made a bunch of anti-gay remarks and tried to move now away from lesbian organizations. So uh, 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 Rita Mae Brown left. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Betty Friedan did write the feminine mystique. Um, she 
wow oh my god no choice but to stand okay ready <laughs> she goes i mean oh my god okay oh you need to hear okay in the early 1970s she became a founding member of the furies collective a lesbian feminist newspaper collective in washington dc which held that heterosexuality was the root of all oppression uh she told time magazine in 2008 i don't believe in straight or gay i really don't i think we're all degrees of bisexual there may be a few people on the extreme if it's a bell curve who really are truly gay or really truly are straight because nobody's ever said these things and used their real name, I suddenly became in the United in, in the late 1970s the only lesbian in America. So she <laughs> she was like in 2008 saying the spectrum thing before before people were saying were saying that. about that. Well, I mean, I guess they were well, saying, the, but it wasn't the spectrum thing started with like Kinsey in the 60s, right? But what I mean is like I guess it had a resurgence on Twitter, like. True. Last year, certainly, like, everyone was like, Remember? we're in its uh, second wave spectrums. Yeah, <laughs> much as Betty Friedman was credited for doing second wave feminism. Mm-hmm. Um, well, this book whoa. was written in 1991. It contains like, a lot of critique. Also, this like a lot of people like I feel like do not understand this book. Like someone's like. Um, the characters were not well developed. Um, characters are well; they're just pissy because she's the cats are like sassy and swear. Also, okay, and then the characters have depth, and it's not just like I'm a self-proclaimed spinster or like I'm it. Like her characters are show don't tell. It's not like I'm I can't be beholden to any man. You just like see the care. I mean, wow, does this book pass the Bechdel test? Yeah. Yeah. Also, okay. I'm sorry. I'm reading this review. This person says that the animals have toxic views on mental health and just life in general that feels like Brown turned them into some kind of furry Ayn Randian mouthpiece. I didn't feel that. Oh, they're talking about how like we don't kill our serial killer children. Oh, 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 oh. I remember Which that Which I kind of... I saw that part. That. Yes. I do actually... <laughs> I was kind of falling asleep at some points. Um and just because I got sleepy. Um, and I remember seeing that and being like, oh, that's weird. <laughs> it was a, there were some bold statements, but because they were being said by animals. But also animals do like, that. Yeah, animals. I think she was just commenting on like, no, I mean, I, I can't disagree with that person because yeah. the statements are pretty extreme. But she's definitely not talking about like killed, depressed people. No. She's talking about like if your child if you have baby Bart. Yeah. Kill baby Bart. That's the cat's the cat's point of view. Um because the okay. cat would kill their their baby Bart. Okay, do you want to hear this review? <laughs> yes. Two stars. <laughs> I really wanted to love this one because of the corgi dog in the story. However, sadly I did not. I'm not a huge fan of cats, so I really what? didn't care too much for Mrs. Murphy. Although I do have to admit the interactions between the animals were so cute. There were several things, however, that I did not like about this book. One, the very first thing that was very annoying to me in the beginning was all the characters thrown in the first chapter so soon. Honestly, it was kind of hard for me. As it well. was it was a little overwhelming. I can't yeah. dis I don't disagree with that. Either. I don't disagree with this part. It was mm -hmm. kind of hard for me to keep up with who is who, and I found myself having to go back to the list of characters. Yes. Two. The character names were very weird. Boom, boom. I wonder where the author came up with them. Hello, that's the fun of it. Her her ex, soon-to-be ex-husband is what, like 
Pharisee or <laughs> oh yeah, but then yeah, pheromone, <laughs> yeah, pherobald or like something like that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Three. I was looking for more mystery and action in this book. Sadly, it fell short on that aspect. I disagree. It had a lot. I disagree, of- but at least it's like a legit critique. Right. My favorite character was Tucker the Welsh Corgi. He was so cute. Wrong is a girl. I am just a huge do- parentheses. I'm just a huge dog lover. <laughs> I, so I'm going to pick up this mystery series as written by a cat. <laughs> Harry lacked more development, I think. She really didn't stand strong to me as a main character. Since I do like the concept of Mrs. Murphy the cat and Tucker the dog solving mysteries, I will be reading more books in the series. I've read that the books after the first one get better. And yet only Wait, two stars. Two stars. You're going to read this entire this fucking is series. very, like, they have very high standards. High standards. High standards. I mean, it seems I, like this person reviews on one scale for all books. Like, is this the great American novel? No. No. No, Would but I it is what it is. Would I give this book four stars for being a cozy mystery? Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you got to have a different, you have to have a different grading system for each genre, um, is my opinion. Yeah. Sounds yeah, like I, this I two so. stars is based on, like, she's like, well, it's no Ulysses, but. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Oh, God. Ugh. This book <laughs> was really not good. It was, quote, written by a cat. And honestly, with the writing and sudden topic shifts, it probably was written by Brown's cat. (laughs) (laughs) Molly, go to fucking hell. (laughs) Okay, bud. Oh, my God. Probably was written by a cat. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Very I mean... It probably was honestly okay. So so let me just read the um description. Of the mm-hmm. Curiosity might just be the death of Mrs. Murphy and her human companion, Mary Minor Harry Harristine. Small towns are like families; everyone lives very close together, and everyone keeps secrets. Crozet, Virginia, is a typical small town until its secrets explode into murder. Crozet's thirty-something postmistress, Harry Minor. Mary Minor Harry Harristine has a tiger cat, Mrs. Murphy. Oh, I also really liked the illustrations in this book. Were they illustrations or straight up photos? I thought they might be like actual photos of her cat. Or they might be like, um, she just like ran it through a like sketchifier thing. <laughs> was, well, I couldn't cute, tell on my Kindle. Oh, okay. So I was reading the um, the open library version, which was a oh, scanned right. version of so the book. You were, yeah. So it it, it looked like uh, illustrations okay. to me. That I'm sure that you have a better <laughs> read on it. Oh, nice. Um, ha- has a tiger cat, Mrs. Murphy, and a Welsh corgi, Tucker, a pending divorce, and a bad habit of reading postcards not addressed to her. When Crozet's citizens start showing up murdered, Harry remembers that each received a card with a tombstone on the front and the message, wish you were here, on the back. Intent on protecting their human friend, Mrs. Murphy and Tucker began to scent out clues. Meanwhile, Harry's conducting her own investigation, unaware her pets are one step ahead of her. If only Mrs. Murphy could alert her somehow. Harry could uncover the culprit before the murder occurs and before Harry finds herself on the killer's mailing list. That's well written. That's yeah. A good, that's a good summary. Yeah, it's from the paperback edition back of the book. That's what I'm saying. Nice. Um, Honestly, okay, I loved how 
I just loved the investigation part with the pets. Like I loved when they were like, oh, that uh, dog told me that it smelled like iguanas over there. So like, let's go smell it. And then they like went to go smell the crime scene. Yeah. And they're like, oh, yeah, this spot smells amphibian. It smells like a turtle. Yeah. But we can't quite place it because like they're smelling, I assume, the cyanide because then they smell her making an almond smoothie uh, and ooh, a couple of like chef's kiss 90s diet food descriptions in this. I mean, hers was like it was definitely a milkshake, right? Because she put ice cream in there. Well, the first thing that we see her eating is cottage cheese on a bed of lettuce covered with oh, like yeah. almond slivers. Yeah. <laughs> I highlighted it. Let me look for it. <laughs> that night, after a supper of cottage cheese on a bed of lettuce sprinkled with sunflower seeds, Harry pulled out the postcards and her mother's huge magnifying glass. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I also will say that this is not this this story unlike many other cozy mysteries does not have a romance element for the main character for for harry it Mm -hmm. does for mrs murphy yeah she's got like a hell of a boyfriend that on again off again hot and heavy patty a tuxedo cat is patty a bad boy he is and seems very charming genuinely charming doesn't give a shit about um, humans he's like the boy cat in um in in Aristocats. <laughs> he's like, he's very charming. He's a Tomcat. Tomcat. Um, but I, I loved, I, I loved, okay, there's two, like, I think, star investigation moments by the pets. Mm-hmm. One, they, when they go to one of the crime scenes and they're like, oh, fuck, it smells like uh, the amphibian thing here, too. Oh, my God. We found evidence. Uh, mom, mom. And they're, like, running around. And then everyone thinks that the pets are going crazy because of the smell of blood. Yeah. So they're, like. And she's, like, like oh, get away from there. Everyone's, like. And they're, like, no. there's. I found the evidence. Come. And they're, like, what are they doing? They're, like, racing all around. I was, like, I love that. I thought it was so funny how they refer to her as either Harry or Mommy. Yeah. And yet they hate it when she talks to them in a baby voice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're like, oh, get that fucking tone of voice out of your bitch mouth right I now. Also, I love I also, you, but stop. I loved that. I also loved when like <laughs> when she like refuses to take them um, on like an investigation thing. And so they like take it out on her and like, <laughs> like knock over a ficus. and like <laughs> They trash the place. And they love to play uh a tag. I just thought it was so cute. I don't know. I liked I thought that they had good personalities. They weren't nothing was like sickly sweet. No. Um yeah, it's just like our kind of cozy mystery. Like it Yes. I think that this I highlighted this was my first highlight because it sort of perfectly gives the impression of like what sort of like this book was written by a cat tone mm-hmm. we've mm-hmm. got. I don't like cats myself. Mrs. H drew herself up to her full height, which was considerable. She had, there is some, a lot of fat shaming. There's a lot of fat shaming because of poor, also, um, Pewter. Pewter is a fat cat. I love Pewter though. I love Pewter so much. I love Pewter. I loved all the characters. There is too much fat shaming. I will say that. It's the 90s. She had the girth to match. I mean, the main character is fucking eating cottage cheese. It was like, it was a bad time for women. (laughs) Bad time. Um, Too independent. Yes, many people say that, Harry thought to herself, and all of them are fascists. 
I mean, <laughs> so it's like, ew, you're not a cat person. It's not like, how dare you? They're the most magical creatures who ever, like, they, yeah. they feed my soul. It's like, you're a fucking fascist then. <laughs> Shipping can make or break a sale. So optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. This episode is brought to you by Jinx, the superfood-powered dog kibble everyone's been talking about. See the results for yourself and try their one-month transformation. Within the first few weeks, you'll see how Jinx can help with your dog's energy, mood, and even digestion. And it's all thanks to the high-quality ingredients they use, like organic chicken, Atlantic salmon, and grass-fed beef. Try the one-month transformation today. Find Jinx in your local Walmart. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Um, yeah, I mean, the vibe of this book, because, like, when they're deciding to, like, play tag in the house and, like, fuck up the ficus, they aren't like, let's run around and play. Like, they're like, mm-hmm. I don't know, I'm bored. You want to play fet? You want to play tag? Mom can't be here to stop us, so let's do that. And they're like, <laughs> well, great, let's do it. It's also like, all right, we've got to trash this place so that the next time she goes out, she takes us with so that we can smell that crime scene. Yeah, so there is, like, a hard, cold logic to them totally tearing shit up Mm -hmm. um i also loved so the pets find uh oh roy or bob what's the guy's name (laughs) which which kind of murder was it um this was the guy who was in love with the lady that had the antique shop bob okay she didn't have an antique shop she had a shipping business oh right shipping business our villain had the antique shop oh that's right that's right so bob they see, they notice that he like is sneaking in and out of um, the shipping business, which was owned by the second woman who's murdered, um, who is a Yankee because she's from the North. Um, and they uh, they somehow get in to the shipping office and they find out that there is a, and it's Pewter, Mrs. Murphy, and Tucker. And and Pewter is the cat that lives at the market. At the market. Uh, and then She's Mrs. Murphy. And- cat. Yes. I loved she sounded so cute. <laughs> she sounded so freaking cute. I mean, she just reminded me, like, and, and there there was something that like because I notice when my cats do this, because um they're getting a little bit chubby, although I think it's cute. But um when like LH like runs down the hall, she, her Top of her body is still, and then her legs are like, and then her like <laughs> tummy is like, rrr, 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 rrr. and like it's just, I think it's cute. I call it the tummy sway, uh-huh. which is very cute. Um, but Mrs. Murphy fat shames Pewter for having that. 
And I was I like, will but say that's like, a leech. <laughs> an overweight pet for me is much different than an overweight person. Yeah. Like yeah. you, if you have a tr- like a truly overweight cat, you are being an irresponsible pet owner. I don't care how cute fat yeah. cats are and they are fucking cute. I get it. Yeah. But that cat can't control their eating. Yeah. You need to feed it what it's supposed to be fed. Stop giving it yes. so many treats. It's different than being a human. And literally, like, and, and here's the thing with LH. We have tried everything. Like, she doesn't even really well, like Well, she's eating. older, and I'm sure for she's her, old. it's, it's more of a flabbiness 11. thing than, it's flab. than, like, overfeeding. And it's, the, and it's the flab that, like, all older indoor cats get, mm-hmm. which is just the, like, the tummy kind of. Yeah. becomes its own situation. Yeah. <laughs> um, exactly. And it's not the same as like Smokey, who's like becoming quite the big husky boy, <laughs> who like we are trying and he will still find ways to eat. Mm-hmm. And we're well, like, there's like a husky stop. pet. I guess it's, yeah. it's the difference between somebody who like needs intervention because it's causing like serious serious health problems and not mm-hmm. just like you don't fit society's idea right of, right of attractiveness of mm-hmm. it's it's that it's like true like if a if an animal is overweight they can't control that and it's going to create such health problems for the pet yeah, yeah. this isn't like only skinny cats are attractive <laughs> yeah and also like pewter didn't strike me Here, here's the two things of it, it. the thing though in One, the book is like pewter is like human overweight it's it's treated Mm -hmm. as though she's just like a fat woman but also mrs murphy is a bitch like she's mean she's mean because here's the thing she's jealous of pewter she's jealous of pewter and also tucker doesn't think those thoughts about pewter it is mrs mrs murphy shit personality because she's also jealous of pewter Mm -hmm. because there's that one scene where pewter comes in to the um to to post the post office and is being like office. a fucking superstar of cuteness. <laughs> and it's like laying on her back and everyone's petting her belly. And then Mrs. Murphy's like, what the fuck is this shit? Yeah. So then Mrs. Murphy jumps fucking into ham. the mail bin and is like, look at me. I'm so cute. And then everyone's like, oh, Mrs. Murphy. <laughs> Which my cats and, have done And T. That. Tucker is like, um, aren't you just doing what you were accusing her of? And she's like, I can't hear you. Yeah, I'm in the mail bin. I'm in the mail bin. I'm being wheeled around. I don't, I can't. <laughs> Sorry, what? And it's so cute that Mrs. Tucker likes going in the mail bin and being like zoomed around, which mm-hmm. is very cute. I don't know. It was the perfect amount of cuteness. I don't know. Yeah, it was a really good balance of cute with like, just uh, like, without being saccharine. Yeah. Yeah, this story is not saccharine. Um, in fact, the way that people are murdered, uh, or rather the way their bodies are disposed of, is very <laughs> gruesome. Yes. Um, oh, yeah. You were going to get to that night. Okay. So the first... Oh, I don't remember that I was going to get to it, but <laughs> I'll get to it now. So the first guy that's murdered is Kelly, which, oh my God, I sent oh, you yeah. that screenshot. There's a Kelly and a Lindsay in this, and Kelly is a man and he dies. Yes. And the, the, there's a one sentence that, like, just really creeped me out um, because it says, well, I was cutting up the newspaper to send Lindsay a clipping about Kelly's death, and then I decided to send her a care package. And I was like, <laughs> Yeah, like, what? <laughs> what? I was like, Ugh. Help. It's very jarring. <laughs> yes. 
Um, but so Kelly, who is uh, basically he's a paver um, and he's very rich and everyone's kind of like, why, how could a paver be that rich? And he drives a, what does he well, drive? He's, like, he's a construction guy in general. Yeah. Uh, and and at the very he beginning, d- he drives like a Ferrari. The, though. That's right. He drives yeah. a Ferrari. At the very beginning, there's this guy that like kind of confronts him. And is like you overcharged me on on the paving job you did on my driveway, and the and Kelly's like what? And he's like, yeah, what you think you're so special because you drive this Ferrari? And it is true that Kelly and his wife Boom Boom are very wealthy. Mm-hmm. They're like the wealthy people in town, and so it's kind of and Boom Boom doesn't work. So it's like, how is he getting all this money? Um, which we find out later. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they get in a full on physical fight. Yes, they're punching, punching on the porch. And I did like the detail of like Harry, like being like, okay, so it's like rude for me to go out there, but I am going to stare at them through the window. <laughs> <laughs> it's Kelly Craycroft and Bob Berryman. Oh, right. Bob Berryman is the one who beats him up. Mm-hmm. Um, and they keep kind of red herring bob a little bit because he's also going in and out of um the second victim mod the second mod's uh shop after she's dead but we find out it's because he was in love with her and he was having an affair with her yeah um mod bly medina oh yeah mod bly medina yeah I feel like Maude was kind of like the write-in character of Rita Mae Brown because she's like a Yankee who is in the South, which is like kind of what mm-hmm. she is. Like doesn't um, is well liked, but doesn't know all of the like Southern etiquette. Oh, right, because at Kelly's funeral, like I guess the Southern etiquette is like you don't walk down the middle aisle at the funeral. If well, you're like not, you are new to town, even though you've been here five years, mm-hmm. and you do not get a front pew, sit in the back. <laughs> yeah. And like, also, you don't know them nearly well enough to think you could be, you don't, don't even try to start walking down the, mm-hmm. down the middle, like just take the back and that's where you go. Yeah. So like, that's like the, the very like arbitrary Southern hospital or Southern um, etiquette that she doesn't know. Mm-hmm. Um. And Harry, so Harry, being the postmistress, notices that um, Kelly gets a postcard to him uh, that just has like that cursive computer font on the back of it that just says, wish you were here. And on the front, it's like a cemetery, like a like a headstone with like mm-hmm. a, an angel. And she's like, doesn't really think anything of it. And then he is found ground up in a cement mixer. <laughs> yep. Um, which I was like, okay, wow. Yeah, it's intense. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And they also find, um, a little bit of arsenic in his hair, which I know about from Forensic Files, because almost all of Forensic Files episodes, there's fucking poison, and where do they find it? In the goddamn hair. Really? Just so you know. Yeah, there's, it, it goes in your hair. Hmm. Um, and... If you're like being poisoned and then like not being poisoned and then being poisoned, like you can look at an entire strand and see like when someone was poisoned from the growth. Wow. Which is kind of cool. And for how long? 
based on how much of it has arsenic in it. Yeah. So it's always poison. And it's like always the spouse that calls 911 and is like, ah, my spouse is dead. (laughs) And you're like, "Mm mm-hmm. Yep. You're acting kind of weird. And also the (laughs) absolutely embarrassing behavior of people pretending that they didn't kill their spouses. Like, like there was this one guy, he's so embarrassing. Like he's sitting in a, uh, in an interrogation room and he's like, when I just think, oh, 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 because, okay, his wife was found at the bottom of the stairs, her head broken open, right? Mm -hmm. And he keeps claiming that it's like these shoes that she had were too slippery and she fell. But, mm-hmm. like, he – they found out that, like, he murdered her in the kitchen and then, like, dumped her at the bottom of the stairs. Right. But he's like, I was telling her about the shoes. <laughs> ah, ah, the sh- those goddamn shoes. And you're like, okay, sir. Calm yourself. <laughs> you, you are very – like, it's so cringy. Like, just him – like, and he's, like, 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 thrusting his arms out and just, like – not even really crying. He's just like screaming. And you're like, okay, like this is your acting poorly. Mm-hmm. You um, need training. Yeah. Cause this is not, you're not feeling the moment. You're practicing a performance, which yes. is not the same. No. So anyway, uh you're so pushing. They find arsenic in the hair, but they can't even like find a cause of death really because they're, they wouldn't be able to find a bullet because the body is like mush. Mm-hmm. And it's a hot day. Oh. Yeah, it's hot, hot, hot the whole book. Mm-hmm. And the pets are there because Harry brings her – she calls them the kids. She brings her um, – she brings Tucker and Mrs. Murphy with her everywhere. Mm-hmm. And they are like, whoa, so-and-so said it smelled pretty weird over here. And it does. It smells like a turtle, which I didn't know turtles smelled like arsenic. Apparently. So – News they to get me. really yeah, news to me. Good to know, I guess. Mm-hmm. If you smell a turtle smell mm-hmm. and there's no turtle around, you're, you're being scared. poisoned. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're being poisoned. Um, Except they the humans can't smell the turtle smell. Actually, did you know yes. that and I learned this again from Forensic Files, that uh I think it's like forty percent of the population either can or cannot smell this. So it's like split, the other percentage can smell the almond smell from arsenic oh yeah so and it does smell like almonds so well i can't smell uh, almonds so i would definitely be fucked yeah you're pretty screwed i i can smell i have a very good (laughs) sense of smell i have a very probably smell smell. where uh because there was this one case where this um there was like these people in a break room at, at work and this one lady uh fills up her water at the water jug at the, mm-hmm. uh, what is it called? Water cooler. Yeah, at the water cooler, and she drank it, and she's like, "Oh God, guys, don't drink this. It's something's weird with this water. It tastes like really like it's burning. My mm-hmm. mouth is burning." She goes to the bathroom. Everyone's like, "Huh? What? Like she's not coming back?" And then so some people started filling up the water to like smell and taste it, and they would spat it out, and some of them could smell that it was almond yeah and then so then they didn't drink it they find that woman dead in the in the um like in the bathroom saved everyone she basically saved them and guess what the reason that all the water was fucking poisoned was because 
one of the co-workers, the woman who found the lady who died in the bathroom, mm-hmm. was, the vi- was the intended victim <gasps> because her uh, ex, or no, her stalker was like, <gasps> if I can't have you, no one will kind of thing. Poisoned all the fucking water. She doesn't die, but her coworker does. That's very sad. Can you imagine if like that, just like you, someone dying because someone else was supposed to be poisoned? Like that sucks. Yeah. I mean, the whole thing sucks, but. Yeah. It um, super sucks. But so then when the, uh, when the uh, police came to investigate that space, some of them were like, oh, it really smells in here like poison. And then some of them couldn't smell it. Hmm. Yeah. So only some people can smell it. Listen, I'm learning a lot about arsenic from the French. <laughs> yeah, files. clearly. I just think everyone Very wants, everyone likes to poison people using either antifreeze or uh, or arsenic. So mm-hmm. watch out. Yeah. Um, Dangerous. Yeah. Um, okay, wait. So, oh, so then they find out that that's Kelly. He's in one of his own cement mixers completely mushed up and they can't they're like well we don't know what happened to him someone murdered him because he wouldn't fall Mm -hmm. but they did see some scarring on his arteries which i don't know how they did because he was all mixed up i guess he just got chopped up partially partially mixed he was folded in Mm -hmm. and they're like oh there was a little bit of scarring on the um uh, on his like veins and arteries so he had like some small heart attacks so boom boom to like settle her mind is like okay well he just had a heart attack and then like fell into the mixer someone yeah, didn't she's like him. i don't want to think about a murder <laughs> I, I just also, like give me a few days for now i'm going to think heart attack <laughs> yeah and then i'm gonna like think about murder when I'm like playing golf. Yeah. I also loved Boom Boom going into the into the office where her husband worked in the and the secretary is like, he was so nice and he gave me <laughs> days off. And then Boom Boom's like, can you please pull yourself to fucking gather? Yeah, she hates shows of, like um yes. demonstrations of emotion and she's like, I'm not having this right now. <laughs> <laughs> and then oh okay. So then the next murder is what? Um, 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 um it will um Maud. Who oh, wait, is wait, wait, wait. literally tied to train tracks. Yeah, dude. And run over by a train. <laughs> like and cut she, in like three chunks. Three chunks. Oh my god, do you remember when the when the pets were trying to like communicate uh the method of of death or whatever? to Harry and they do it to like a bird and a like little mole and something else. And then Harry's like, what the fuck? (laughs) I did think it was something I really liked about the book was generally the animals were very unsuccessful at trying to communicate what was going on. And so it was like almost pointless that they were also investigating the murder until the very end when they are able to alert the, oh, well, that's how they know. Yeah. Yeah. Alert Harry and Officer Cooper to the fact that like somebody else is just outside the tunnel they're in. Um, yes. But apart from that, they're like, okay, what will communicate that we know <laughs> things? Okay. So what you'll do 
is tear up a bird. And T. Tucker is like, no, thank you. And Mrs. Murphy is like, could you please get with the program? <laughs> We're and trying like, to solve oh, a murder. I said heat. And she's like, oh, fine. And so she, T. Tucker, rips up a bird and it's supposed to represent Kelly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then and then Mrs. Murphy is like, and I will cut this mole into thirds. <laughs> and, we and we will bring it. it. We will present it so that they know. So these are indicative of the corpses. Well, actually, so Susan does pick up on it, or something. Yeah. And Susan, crazy enough, is like, does that like remind you of anything? And Harry's like, like what she- the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> You're crazy. And you guys are gross. Get this out of here. Yeah. And they're just like, ah, okay. Like but every also- time they try to tell her something, she's like, ooh, it's a treat. Ooh, yeah, it's a treat. <laughs> and they're like, no, they're like, we know Jesus the murder. Christ. I also loved um, like the shenanigans that they get into in investigating mods. Because so they follow Bob and then they find out that he was like going in her office. Mm-hmm. And so then they sneak in, but then the door closes behind them and they're like, mm. <laughs> like we can't, we're stuck in here. So the idea that this dog and this cat are stuck in this like office of a murder victim. And I thought it was Harry so funny when they're finally it. left out and T. Tucker's like, oh, I have to pee so badly. I know. <laughs> and like runs and I also, out. I also love like, just like them, like uh, figuring out the false drawer and like I don't know. I just thought it was really cute. Like they were putting yeah. their paw on the on the on the drawer to open it. Like I was like, oh <laughs> yeah. And they are successful in alerting them to that. Well, yeah, because they hide under there until Harry gets them <laughs> out, <laughs> which is great. But I also love that it puts Harry kind of in a bad position because everyone's yeah. like, so why were your pets in there? And she's like, like I, I don't, don't know. know. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you right now. <laughs> and then Mrs. Murphy's like, push me in the thing. <laughs> like, this I just is really loved Mrs. Murphy and Tucker. I really loved them. Yeah, I really loved all of I truly loved all the characters. I know. I was kind of whatever about Bob Berryman. Oh, he was fine. He I was mean, like he was like shitty to his wife and like kind of racist the shit out of Kelly and um, homophobic. Oh, homophobic. That's he right. didn't like oh, that. Right. Maude was such good friends with Josiah. Right. And he uses the F word. And yeah, he uses the F word. And I was like, oh, no. And because I didn't know that the author is gay. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, here we go. Mm-hmm. And then Harry is like, don't you ever use that word? Yeah. <laughs> I like, oh, OK. Yeah. I was like, OK. Go girl, um, yeah, that, uh, uh, uh <laughs> that, um, that oh, and then, feels. oh, that was the thing. So then, um, uh, Harry <laughs> remembers that she saw a postcard to, uh, Maud that also said, "Wish you were here," and she was like, "Oh." Wait a second. And then they find out that the um <laughs> the like very religious neighbor lady uh oh, yeah. <laughs> she gets one and they're like okay you got to <clears throat> get locked up and you got to you you cannot come out because there might be a murder. And she doesn't like Catholics. <laughs> that was I like she's Protestant. That even the religious lady got a progression. Yeah, she did. She did. That's right because then mm-hmm. she's like Oh, 
Okay. And you can she, tell she's like going to think about it because of uh, the women's role in church. That's right. Yeah. She's like, this is all what comes of a lack of godliness in America. And we need to start over with religion. And Harry's like, yeah, if we do that, then women are going to be set back centuries. She's like, mm -hmm. don't bring your feminism into this right now. And she's like, think about it. There are no women leaders in your church. And she's like, well, we do important things. And then she stops and she's like, okay, you you pose an interesting point. And Harry is mm -hmm. shocked that she got through yes. to her in any way. I liked that. Yeah, I me don't too. Know. I really liked this town of Crows of Virginia. Like, I would totally read more of these. And I yes, did not expect that. I did not. I was. I'm truly like, okay. I'm. I want to read Mrs. Murphy number two. And if they only get better, I'm like, cool. Yeah, I want to I mean, see how the series evolves. Yeah, and 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 have it be easier to read as we get to know the characters more. Mm -hmm. And also, like, how many murders can happen in this fucking town? This is yeah. like very. Um, this town is uh, pretty fucked up. Murder she wrote. Yeah, <laughs> it's like okay. Like, okay I mean, Cabot Harry. Cove. <laughs> Um, oh, I just wanted to read this part because it's um, a good example of the like, social commentary. So yeah. Fair, Harry's um, separated husband, is supposed to be paying her alimony already, and he has been withholding checks and owes her like 300-something dollars, which in 1991, a lot of money. Yeah. Um, and Susan is thinking about this, and she's... Uh, says she also guessed, Susan, that Fair, good passive-aggressive personality that he was, was playing Star of the Wife. Husbands and their lawyers loved that game, and quite often it worked. The soon-to-be ex-wife would become dragged down by the subtle battering and give up. Emotionally, the drain was too much for the women, and they would kiss off what they had earned in the marriage. This was made all the more difficult because men took housework and women's labor for granted. No dollar value was attached to it. When the wife withdrew that labor, men usually didn't perceive its value. Instead, they felt something had been done to them. The woman was a bitch. Yeah. I was like, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. that, this is a good book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or I liked this little bit. It, this is, again, sort of like the people who don't like cats are fascist. It's like, cozy mystery, cozy mystery. And then this last line that makes me go, ooh. Mm -hmm. So Josiah, her values are spiritual and yours aren't. She's overbearing and narrow-minded about religion. But if I were sick and called her at three in the morning, she'd be there. Well, yeah. his color was brighter now too. I hope you know that I would come over too. You only have to ask. I value you highly, Harry. Thank you, Josiah. Harry wondered if he valued her at all. Yeah. I liked that she was, like that she knew that he was, uh, disingenuous mm -hmm. the whole time. Like, mm -hmm. I, I love that we didn't waste any time with her, like, thinking that he was genuine. Yeah, and I liked, because Josiah is the killer, because mm -hmm. he found all of this treasure from the guy who was, like, trying to build uh, transit through, what is it, Crozet? It's named yeah. after him. I forget yeah. his first name. Yeah. Um, there was this rumor that he had all this treasure and he hid it in one of the tunnels that they were working on, but all the tunnels were blocked off. They never found anything. But Josiah found a, just a store of like beautiful furniture and antiques and he's been selling it off because that's his business. And mm -hmm. he was getting help from Maud and from 
Kelly. Kelly was mm-hmm. helping him in that he built um, an artificial, like camouflaged structure to made it look like foliage to cover the mm-hmm. tunnel where he was hiding all the shit. And Maud was helping him ship things because she had a shipping business and she was mm-hmm. just cooking the books. Yes. To make it look like she was getting so, so, so much money from all these like packing peanuts. $15,000 of packing peanuts. And they were like, there's no way she was doing this volume of business yes. in town. Um, and so Kelly like gets greedy and wants more of a cut. And so Josiah kills him by putting him in the cement because that was the purpose that he served. Mm-hmm. And then he Maud kills- started feeling. Yeah, he. He he kills Maud because Maud's starting to question, of course, Kelly's death. Um, and then he kills Bob that, I, Berryman I love- just because he accidentally comes upon him, and he shoots Bob Berryman's dog Ozzy. And I thought that was oh. so sad, but not and all the pets too. Yeah, all the like- pets are. It's like this tragedy everywhere. They're like, well, if a serial killer is attacking pets now too, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. But it's just I that also- they like happened upon him. Right, because they found him. Mm-hmm. I, I loved two details. One, that um, that Maud was killed, not even because she was a threat, but because Josiah was like, oh, she could become one. And that He's just like shows path. how cold-hearted he is, mm-hmm. which I loved. Mm-hmm. Um, and we also see his, like, his socio- sociopathy when he is like, oh, I'll pay for, for uh, Maud's funeral. Um, because he wants he's to take do- over a business to hide what they had going. Yes, and he wants to also like look good, like look kind, altruistic. But, yeah, but then also like everybody pitched in for it. So like, well, Ned, that was Ned's idea. Josiah's like, I'll take care of everything, and Ned's like, maybe we should all pitch in because that looks weird. <laughs> yes, and then I also liked that like Josiah like looks very relieved. Too. Yeah. So it's he and he doesn't push back at all. Yeah. He's like, okay, great. So all of us will chip in. Great. Done. And then I loved the detail that they don't even find out about the the secret tunnels, except for that Patty, the Tomcat, comes over to say hi to Mrs. Murphy and he's like, Hey, what's up? What's going on? And then he's like, yeah. Oh, I was out catching rabbits. Um, this rabbit like came out of this tunnel. And Mrs. Murphy's like, that tunnel is sealed off and he's like i don't know a rabbit came out of there yeah well and it's so, like she had been telling him about this and he's like i don't give a fuck about what yeah. the humans do and yeah. <laughs> and then he comes back he's like so i guess like because you told me about this i thought this might be of interest to you i was chasing a rabbit he came out of somewhere where he should not have been able to come out of do with that what you will do you want to fuck no okay bye yeah <laughs> <laughs> i loved that I don't know. I just I really loved this book. Mm-hmm. I really liked when so when Bob accidentally comes upon him because he's going around trying to figure out what's going on because he loved Maude. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what was the deal? What was happening? And he's wandering around. And then his dog, Ozzy, senses that there's this false foliage in front of the tunnel mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and knows that there's something there and then is like intent on protecting bob from an intruder or not intruder but a danger nearby mm-hmm. goes after it and then josiah shoots ozzy and then it says something like 
Bob Barry, oh, caring part, yeah. more for his dog than himself, ran after to see what had happened, and then he sh- he gets shot as well. Yeah, it's that he um, he doesn't even think about the danger. He's just thinking about like, oh no, my dog, mm-hmm. and so he runs and then dies. Yeah, which I was like, oh Bob, oh my like, god, oh, every unsuspected depth. I was like, damn, like you were the fucking red herring. And like you were just like in the wrong place at the wrong time all the time because everyone's like Bob's kind of sketchy and he's like I just love Maud <laughs> I'm a shit to my wife and I beat people up unnecessarily yeah. but like I love Maud and I love my dog and then he dies mm-hmm. which sad but it's yeah. fine <laughs> but oh well and, and it wasn't f- like a gratuitous pet death no it was off it was very like this just happened and it was tragic and it's fast and I wasn't doing it to manipulate your emotions. Well, because it, it just also added stakes. Of, yes, exactly. It added stakes for the pets. Exactly. Yeah, because they were like, oh, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this person's bad. Mm-hmm. And the whole reason the pets are trying to figure out what's going on is to protect Harry. Yes. Because, like, yes. Peter and then they're... hates humans, but also yes. likes Harry. <laughs> Peter yeah. fucking hates people. They're like, hates they're people. beneath us. They don't kill their crazy young they should be mm-hmm. taking these people out when they're babies, just like we do. Also, I love that, and, and this is just like a very like caddish thing, which I think was nailed with Pewter. Is that I have a similar thing with my cat Noodle, who like is generally distrustful and doesn't like Micah, except oh. for if he opens a treat bag. Oh, of course, she's like, "Hello," <laughs> and she'll like appear. <laughs> <laughs> and and then all of a sudden be like really sweet and like want to hang out with him mm-hmm. which like i feel like is the pewter personality where pewter sure. hates all humans but then anytime they have treats pewter's like hello <laughs> I, I, i'm here huh was i called <gasps> mm-hmm. i so i understand what that person was saying about like it it being like problematic in terms of yes. mental health but it I does do, yeah. seem to me at least that this is a debate the author is having with herself well, and via the animals. Well, yeah, and it's a cat saying, like, of course, a cat would fucking think that because cats yeah. do do that. She's exploring the idea from the animal's point of view because it's like, well, animals kill their young. We do not. Yeah, and so We're we more have intelligent than cats. we have these like sociopath serial killer humans mm-hmm. because we don't kill our young. And she's not saying. Yeah. We should. The animals are saying we should because that's what animals do. She's just sort of commenting on the interesting differences between the animal world and ours where it's like. And it does. Yeah. It does feel like a thought that an animal would have about. Exactly. And she has this whole debate where it's like they would never kill a disturbed youth who like is clearly going to be a problem. Yeah. At the same time, they don't take care of each other. Yeah. So, like, which is better, that they let this disturbed baby grow up to kill? Or do they kill the baby? Why don't they make that distinction? It's just an interesting... It doesn't seem like the author is, like, taking a side. It's just, let's explore this thought process that an animal might have. So, I... I, It doesn't feel like a thesis. It just feels like an animal... like. Looking at humans. That's what it felt like to me. And I, like, I did I wouldn't pause. be surprised if Rita Mae Brown was like, oh, no, 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 I do think that we should kill our disturbed children. <laughs> but I'm I'm saying it's not necessarily what's going on. 
Right. Right. Sorry, you were going to say? Oh, I don't know. I, d- I'm I, I just, I, I didn't feel, I, oh, 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 I did notice it. Like when it, mm-hmm. when I read it, I was like, oh, mm-hmm. and I thought about it and I was, I didn't feel that it was, re- the purpose of this book was Rita Mae Brown to like yeah. get all randy and on her asses. <laughs> it like, was it just, just like didn't... a thought exercise. Yeah. It was just food yeah. for thought. Isn't this interesting that that humans are humane in this way and inhumane in the, these other ways. Like we're destroying the planet, but we won't cull our young. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it was just uh, talking about like the contradictions inherent in human society. So yes. Anyway, I, I can see both sides. Yes. I, I um, wanted to read this other thing because a huge part of the, not a huge part, but a, a running thing through the book is that, this one character, like super high, so- like wannabe high society lady in town, Mim, big oh, Marilyn, yeah, Mim, has his daughter, little Marilyn, who is 30, <laughs> 30 mm-hmm. or maybe a little over 30, oh, yeah. little Marilyn, who is getting married to this totally milk toast man that we never even meet. And she- little Marilyn is not inviting her brother Stafford to the wedding because Stafford married a black woman and Mim cut him out of their lives. And Harry just sort of like on edge because of all the murders going on. It just goes, you know what? Social niceties aside, I'm going to say something because this is fucked up because Stafford is great and the woman he married is great and she should be fucking inviting him to the wedding. So Mm -hmm. she tells little Marilyn that Mim gets really upset and then she's talking about it later with Rob, the guy who brings mail deliveries. Um, and this is Rob talking. Mm-hmm. No, no, Stafford and Brenda Sandburn. She's about the prettiest thing I ever saw. But, well, I wish him happiness. But you can't go around breaking the rules and not expect to suffer for it. You're big on rules today, Harry thought. Love whomever you could. It was such a rare commodity in the world. You'd better take it where you could find it. No point arguing with Rob, who is a tender racist as opposed to the horrendous kind. Still, they did their damage, whether by trickle or by by tidal wave. That I, I mean, was like, come on, I got good. goosebumps. Yes, I loved that, especially for a book that is like in the nineties. Mm-hmm. Like microaggressions and things like that are not fucking talked about. Mm-hmm. And they do. Like, it's like you can be you can be like black women are beautiful. I just don't think they should be marrying whites. <laughs> Yeah, that's harmful. You can't be like complimenting them in one way and then like othering them. Well, like othering somebody in your complimenting of them. Yeah. It's like, you know, they're such good natural dancers. Yeah. And then you're like, it's like, shit. So I, I, I felt like also, okay, that was another thing. I read a review where someone was like, the casual racism in this book really put me off. And it's like, wait, but. Ugh, this no. bugs me so much is like Ugh. not making the distinction between a character who is racist and an author who is racist. Well, and literally, I feel like comment. the thesis of the book is like our Don't main be character, fucking racist. Our, our point of view character is like this is racist and bad and it is harmful. So like, I don't see how you. And then the couldn't. book ends because of Harry's actions with Stafford coming to town and that relationship healing. Yeah. So what? Yeah. You can have racism in a book. Yeah. Without it being racist. Yeah. I don't like people need to fucking find the nuance in these. Mm hmm. Yeah. But that was the book. Thank you mm-hmm. so much, Ingwa. 
Inga P. Uh, I I know that you were worried that you were going to cringe reading it, but like honestly, we I, liked it. I, I really liked it. <laughs> and I kind of want to read more. Yeah, so, I would. I would totally read the second just to see how it progresses as yeah. a series. Yeah. Yeah. Good yeah. stuff. Thank you. Good stuff. So thank you. Uh, a special thank you to, uh, well, all of you uh, keeping us alive. We appreciate mm-hmm. that. You and are a very special thank you. Wings. <laughs> Somebody wrote that Lindsay, shitty review Lindsay, of me being Lindsay. tone deaf and singing sometimes. And so now I'm going to do it you. all the fucking time. Think, Lindsay, I think, I don't know what they're saying. Like, truly, I don't think it's you. But like, because you who, don't sing that much. I do the sing songy thing though, and I like just then. But I do not claim to be able to sing well. But I think that you are a better than average singer. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> better than average is not good. <laughs> I th- so I whoever have- wrote that review, probably not a Patreon subscriber. But you think I don't know, bitch? You think I don't know I mean, that I don't always hit that note? How insane would that have to be if that person was a Patreon subscriber? That would be amazing. <laughs> I was like, maybe it was like, I don't know. It's I so truly weird. don't know. You guys go look up, go look up on the Teen Creeps Twitter. I retweeted myself of somebody leaving a review criticizing all of the singing. How much and in a very nonsensical way? In Lots like of a, like. Oh, the hyperbole. <laughs> and also like sentence tumbling upon sentence. It was mm-hmm. pretty difficult to parse. Yeah, it's uh, nigh on unreadable. Somebody, um, her friends may not want to tell her that, but like she should know that she can't write. Because stop. Because You're making stop, us not like you. You fucking crone. Oh, yeah, crone. Diarrhea well, I voice crone. <laughs> I do wonder if it's somebody because now this is when was that review from? Because kind of recently they claimed to be a, like a longtime listener. Well, here's what I'm going to but... tell you. Uh, so like two weeks ago I was streaming and um, I, you know, get I get fucking trolls all the time. And I have a link to Teen Creeps on my like about page. Mm-hmm. And I think I had some trolls. And then I I mean, I have trolls every time I stream. I just ban them instantly. Um, But. We were talking about when people don't know that they're bad singers. Hmm. It was very weird. Like we we were talking about it for a while of like people that are like very delusional and are like, I'm going to be on American Idol. And then you hear them <laughs> sing and you're like, oh, okay. no. Um, and so we were talking about that for a while. And so like when I saw that, I was like, oh, I wonder if like just one of the trolls that I banned got mad and like clicked on that link and then left a review. I don't know. This is from October 5th, 2020. Oh, no, that's before. Okay. And they said, came here so long ago from my favorite murder. Oh, MFM. That's right. I'll just go ahead and read it. Yes, the YA book talk was super fun and funny, but now the singing of the one tone deaf crone seems to power diarrhea out her nose far too often. She needs a real friend to tell her she is the worst. Girl, your voice is awful. Everyone thinks so and can't tell you. It's like the sound of a diesel-powered cat's anus trumpeting out of a dead dolphin's rotting blowhole over and over. Just stop. You're hurting us and making us hate you. We do not sing 
that much. Also, so if you're like, like a like, long time listener and you are in that like sort of phase where we were singing more when we were recording at Nerdist a billion years ago, you're not that long time of a listener. And also like uh, my We don't do that question, regularly. I mean, I, I do wonder if maybe, cause you know how sometimes like people think like, oh, this is a joke review and like that'll be a funny, like when people are like, oh, I can be like really mean to you because I think we're friends. Maybe it might be that. Like, I truly it's do really not weird. know what this we could don't be. Sing I all the time. don't. I don't understand this person, and I don't understand like. I wonder what's if they just like them. because there were a couple times, and I wonder if I talked about a bad review around this time where they were just like hoping we'd read it. Yeah, and getting like I mean they are we are talking about them so yeah they're but we're talking about them want. on the Patreon so haha we will not be speaking <laughs> yeah, of you on the so, regular episode. Um, it turns out we will give you that. Uh, we will give you that pedestal <laughs> for eight dollars a month. Subscribers. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I know that you gotta go, so we'll wrap uh, up. Thank you. Mostly to just our... my bladder has to go. <laughs> Same, always. Um, always. Thank you to our Patreon producers. Thank you, Carrie Lubarski, Rebecca Goss, Jessica Yu, Gwendolyn Ludovic, Keith Anderson, Emma, Brian Petty the Second, Sersha Descaro. Marco Pavlicic, Katie Lilly, Rashad Black, Gabriela Santiago, Grace Armstrong, Tristan Buckner, Courtney McPhail, Victoria Gray, Sarah, Claire Moore, Randy Klett, Melody, Jeremy Cronk, Jonathan Venable, Sarah Wallen, Mandalay Wolschlager, Kat Miller, Gianna Fernandez, Lander Desmond, Megan Lozier, Rogue Kalahua, Karen Lewis, Miranda Hester, Ebony Collins, Emma Murray, Katie Olsner, Christerina, Danny, Victoria Beck, Amanda Nengel, Luke Bartek, Ashley Fritz, Sasha Gibson, Miguel Camacho, Aaron Fernandez, Noah Spargo, Molly Marks, Victoria Valdez, Micah Eunice, Laura Hooper, and Kelly Burns. We really appreciate you. Thank you for listening to another Outside Genre. We will see you in February for another. Keep it oh yeah keep it extra creepy <laughs> and that was the preview of our outside genre episodes on patreon we really hope you liked it uh again if you liked what you heard patreon.com slash teen creeps a rundown of all of the perks that we have one dollar a month it's just you know thank you we really really appreciate you $5 a month, you get stickers and mini-sodes. Mini-sodes are extra episodes every week. Uh, two of those per month are going to be public domain theater episodes. Uh, we've been reading a lot of really beautiful stories lately, but also some very whack ones where we're like, why would we do this to ourselves? And the mini-sodes cover anything from movies that fall in the genre of our show to uh, quizzes to talking just about whatever to watch alongs. Um, last month, we did all of those Lifetime Lu Ruby Landry, uh, VC Andrews movies. Um, we do it all. Then $8 a month, you get everything that was already described. Plus, you get to be entered into a raffle to choose the book that we cover that month, which is, you guessed it, the Outside Genre episode. Now we jump into $15 a month. You get everything that we already mentioned, plus a personalized thank you. 
even if you don't give to our Patreon, we really, really appreciate you just listening, telling people about our show. That really helps. Uh, so thank you to everyone. We love you all. And uh, we'll check in with you next week. Keep it creepy.